Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Recruiting is not an easy role, especially when you have hundreds of jobs to fill each month. The job often demands an ability to manage stress and thrive in a chaotic environment. High volume recruiters have their hands full on a daily basis, managing the expectations of applicant quality and volume, running adverts across numerous job sites, pulling up performance reports from dozens of dashboards, engaging one-on-one with large numbers of applicants, coordinating interviews and a whole bunch more, and all while running against time and constrained budgets. Hey, this is Bill Bannum, host of today's HR Chat interview. And if you're a high volume recruiter or leader with ambitions to scale your business quickly in 2022, then this episode, listeners, is definitely for you. In this interview, we're going to consider some of the big challenges facing sourcing and recruitment pros. We'll drill down on what is working in the world of job advertising in 2022 and how the recruitment industry's tech toolkit will continue to evolve. My guest this time is Shutid Jen, founder and CEO over at Jovio, a programmatic recruitment advertising platform that aims to be simple, transparent and easy to use. Harnessing machine learning, the platform's goal is to connect clients with the right candidates for the right roles faster and more efficiently than ever before. And by the way, listeners, if you find this conversation interesting and helpful, you'll probably enjoy two additional conversations supported by Jovio coming up later in Q1 of 2022. So do stay tuned for those. KJ, welcome to this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. Hello, Bill. Exciting Monday. How are you doing today? I am great, thank you. And I'm also looking forward to today's conversation. Uh, Why don't we jump straight in? Why don't you start by telling our listeners a bit about yourself? Uh, I've been in the space for about 20 years, managing online recruiting, sales, product management, customer service from Asia Pac to Latin America to US. So been in the space long enough, uh, worked with Monster. First startup was a job application startup called Mobolt, acquired by Indeed, and then uh, Jovio.com. Awesome. Thank you very much. Now, maybe you can tell us a bit about Jovio's technology platform then. Um, talk a bit about the problems that it solves and and its impact on the recruitment world. Back in the day when mobile was becoming uh, omnipresent, right, uh, there was a lot of opportunity that came uh, as, as it became more and more pervasive. Uh, I think we started seeing uh, chatbots and then uh, the job would started changing and they started becoming a lot more so to speak, pay-per-click. I would not really say pay-per-performance yet. Uh, and, and then the different models existed. And, and that's where we came in and said, okay, we're going to make all of this confusion of you know, paper posting, paper slots, paper click, paper applications, uh, who is working, who is not working. We're going to just simplify all of it and make it a simple click of a button and uh, created a, a, a talent delivery engine uh, 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 we call it as a sourcing and job advertising distribution platform, which automates all of this and provides uh, real-time reporting to companies uh, on not just the sources they're using, uh, but what is the efficacy of those sources to hires. And uh, and what we've done as a result is not only have we given our customers, our, our talent acquisition folks, uh, ability to see real-time data, but also use the data to improve the results the next time around, they're having the same positions open. Uh, 
so it it is a technology that gets better by time uh, you know it's it's a baby that you need to feed and it it grows and and delivers better uh, so that's what uh, jovio is um, this is the problem we solve um, we have solved a lot of other problems in the space where not just the data to be shown and the data to be used but the data to be accurate you know there's so much of a fraud that exists in the industry the costs are are so high like uh, you know this is not untrue uh, that uh, you end up paying five times uh, for a certain click then the cost to acquire that click uh, uh, at the end of the funnel uh, at the end of the uh, uh, sourcing uh, funnel and and this is where things really really go bad and i think we're trying to solve all of that okay i, I want to pick your brains a bit more there um you mentioned that um, maybe the numbers are what they should be in the industry. Let's put it like that. Um, are you able to share any examples? Are, are we talking about maybe inflated numbers of of clicks or inflated numbers? Well, I guess it wouldn't be conversions because you can you can measure that pretty pretty easily. Are we talking about some some platforms out there may offer different uh, questionable numbers when it comes to impressions as well? What what, what does that look like? So uh, it's at all levels, impressions, clicks, applications, uh, and attributions. So for example, what happens to the clicks and applies that outside the attribution window uh, that uh, has been established for a certain job board, what happens to those? Like, are they, uh, does any of the system call them as, you know, organic, native, or generic? No, uh, uh, there is always a claim to uh, take that over. There's a lot of uh, bots and uh, wrong type of clicks. Now, I'll give you the, the fraud. In, in the, there's a line at which the fraud becomes a lot more of a blur. The line is such that uh, when the when the job seeker location and the job location happen to be two different ones. Now, and it is done intentionally so that the acquisition of clicks can be done at a cheaper cost then that that kind of is a borderline fraud but there is a, a click fraud where a lot of bots still happen to be in the system there are a lot of duplicate clicks uh, there's a lot of foreign clicks that are intentionally being sent uh, application attribution uh, and just the spend attribution for that matter is also uh, wrong uh, and i personally believe that if you buy something for you know 20 cents and sell it to a dollar that itself is a is a, is a fraud right that's not fair right it's everybody's right to make money but uh, there's so many things that are wrong intrinsically in the ecosystem that it needs a, a transparent uh, platform that is uh, uh, that is able to show the efficiency of every job board to the end customers. Okay, I'm loving it. Today we've got a man on a mission here, listeners. That's fantastic. So, um, what, what kind of clients are you working with then, KJ? Which industries, you know, which sectors, which markets have, have perhaps seen the maximum adoption for programmatic job ads? Actually, anybody, uh, which uh, any 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 company, any any business category or segment that hires in high volumes, the programmatic job ads can work uh, very very efficiently, uh, because uh, for for a technology to make sense of data, it needs lots of data, right? That means it needs a lot of homogeneous data. That means that a lot of jobs uh, needs to be of a similar type. So if you're looking for VP analyst and you're looking for a VP of research uh, uh, and there is no historical data of that, then all you're doing is distribution and hoping that you'll have a better reach and better spread and somebody will click on it. But when you're looking for a package handler or you're looking for a delivery driver, and that is when the technology gets very, very effective. So for us, any such company that uh, has requirement uh, such as this would work. Uh, 
uh, as far as we are concerned we work with the uh, 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 a lot of uh, uh, gig companies direct employers staffing and rqs these are the three top categories for us uh, we work with the two largest ride hailing companies in the world two largest staffing agencies in the world uh, uh, one of the largest healthcare employers in the world so we just focus on the highest volume jobs so that we can add a lot of value uh, going forward with our customers let's talk a bit about high candidate sourcing costs now kj many sectors have seen big increases in costs associated with attracting employees so for example restaurant workers retail and so on why is this so that's a very interesting question uh, there is a this is a time of a great reshuffle uh, you call great resignation great inspection and a lot of people realize that they do not want to be in the job they are in so they reskilled they moved out uh, back in the day when uh, travel and hospitality was at a full stop uh, people moved out to become package handlers and uber drivers and so on and so forth and they never came back they lo- love the flexibility they have over there so it's getting very difficult to bring those candidates back hence the cost to acquire the candidates in those industries which are previous on a lowdown has got up then a lot of industries people don't want to be in a high touch job right when they they come in close contact with people so there is a health risk a lot of nurses are not coming back there's a lot of burnout that has happened in that industry and a lot of other such uh, similar industries like you know senior care daycare and so on and so forth uh, you know stimulus checks didn't help right you know that will go away but then for a time being that is what it is one other thing i like to add over here is and which people don't talk about is the burden of home falls on the women when all the daycare centers are closed and as things were bent uh, from back to worse as men started coming back to work they were responsible to take care of the children and and they never really got back into it so i think a combination of these result into a lack of supply whereas the demand was very high and, and resulted to increase in costs getting applications is is hard enough at the moment but but getting the right candidates to apply is perhaps an even greater challenge during this great reshuffle great resignation whatever one wants to call it how does programmatic job advertising then solve that problem of ensuring quality of applicants one of our jobs uh, is uh, from a quality of applicant standpoint i think even before that educating the world about the supply and demand gap educating the world that to get the quality you need to be able to spend more right for example average cpcs uh in uh, a restaurant food service industry has gone up almost three times from 58 cents to 1.45 dollars and so on and so forth and in every other category you would see that but when it comes to delivering uh, better quality applications i would kind of take a pause and say let's not call it quality everybody's a quality applicant uh, we're talking about best fit candidates most relevant candidates or uh, applications to a job and and by that you need to make sure that you are able to put uh, uh, the right job in front of the right person right there's been so much of wastage happening in the industry where there's been a model of spray and pray right uh, let's give nurses jobs and just spray it out there and some nurse will see it and you get 100 clicks and then you get 10 applications and you get only one hire and that's wrong if you knew just the right 10 nurses so having that intelligence building those kind of audiences in your ecosystem as programmatic companies are supposed to do it's supposed to be programmatic right it's not supposed to be dumb job distribution technology and that is a difference that can make all the difference when it comes to delivering relevant and so to speak quality candidates uh, uh, other of course there are a lot of things that can be done in that direction uh, some of the examples i can give you is is your it's your job content perfect 
you know is that giving you the best outcome from ability to attract the right kind of candidates uh, 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 have you have you learned from the highest right which sources are delivering the highest and even if, even if the cost of acquiring candidates like a cost per click or a cost per apply from those sources could be high but your conversion at the lowest end of the funnel right which is from apply to hire if that is the highest then you might as well spend more at the top of the funnel when a click is being served to them and 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 make sure that you get the highest most relevant candidate exposure uh, as a company i think one should even ask uh, uh, do i know my lookalike audiences right uh, it has been existing in ad tech world forever and in our industry nobody ever uses lookalike audience you know we talk to our customers many don't even know about it and and you know uh, we could take the candidates and find a lookalike audience for let's say a package uh, handler in atlanta and we know that uh, uh, there are about another 20000 of those out there which are not in job board ecosystem that we can reach out to by creating an audience of 10000 such that you already know so so those kind of things can help you put a right job in front of everybody and if you look at jovio right it's a job for everyone it's our job to deliver that's the acronym of our company's name it's our job to deliver the right job in front of the person to make sure the person gets hired so that's kind of how we drive about improving the relevance of the applications by making sure that we put the right ad in front of the right person Okay, thank you. Originally, I was going to ask you a little bit about what's changed over over the last couple of years as a result of the pandemic, but actually, I'm, I'm going to skip that, um, and instead, I, I want to jump straight to uh, what else, what next, what's what's coming up, what, what what's the next paradigm shift, if you like, in the world of recruitment, KJ, uh, in recruitment marketing specifically, uh, that we're going to see this year or maybe into 2023 as well and how will the ecosystem so you know job sites technology providers agencies and so on need to adapt to that shift so it's 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 pretty it's, it's an irony that i'm going to say what i'm going to say you know back in the day 20 years back in this industry when i was uh, in front lines and would go to my customers and you know we would sell a million dollar packages on a paper post basis and uh, and the at the end of the year when we went for renewal the customer would always say all right we spent a million dollars with us and we hired these many people and and that would be the judgment day for us that's where the rubber met the road for us and and i think the industry is eventually going to get back there right uh, everything is going to get measured by tracking to hire measured by the conversions to hire measured by speed to hire so that is going to be a shift that's going to happen that recruiters talent acquisition professionals are going to start demanding and saying i want that deep uh, uh, intelligence to where the hires are happening in 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 down the funnel metrics i believe transparency and fraud would be two themes that uh, you know talent acquisition uh, uh, professionals worldwide would start waking up to and say that uh, uh, we want enough transparency we want transparency to every source behind every agency behind every platform one thing is very common opaqueness right nobody talks about what's behind the exchange nobody gives 100% visibility of every single click and the source of it and i think that's going to change and and that is going to lead to reduction in fraud education is also going to lead a lot of reduction in fraud in terms of people start asking the right questions a platform will start incorporating it and and things will happen from there on so i believe that uh, this this wave is going to happen but i would don't want to just stay with 2022 i think 2022 is a year of paradigm shift but it is it is still work in progress i think where it's going to eventually get done in 4 or 5 years or 3 to 4 years is 
our industry will see the emergence of uh, our own Amazon in the industry, right? A, a company that will come out and say, you pay me on a delivery model, right? If I hire, you get paid. And I think that is going to be eventual uh, uh, medicine for all the uh, uh, problems that exist in the industry. So I believe that uh, all this that is happening right now is going to eventually lead to that. And the one who gets there first and, and, and on the larger scale is the one which is going to win. So that's kind of my take on, on what is going to change and what companies would need to change. Okay, okay, thank you. So as a leader of a growing company then, KJ, in a, in a post-pandemic, fast-changing world, what are you most optimistic and excited about? What drives you and the Jovio leadership team amidst all of the turmoil and uncertainty in, in, in our world today? And perhaps you can link that back to, to the company mission. Our mission is to uh, make sure that we help everybody get a job. Right. There's a job for everyone. It's our job to deliver it to them. And when I say job, I mean, I don't mean job ad. ad. I mean, uh, help, helping them get a job. And we realize that uh, we'll have to go deep into uh, sourcing uh, the candidates, uh, whether it is by job distribution, through regular job boards, or worldwide web, or through re-engagement, remarketing, retargeting, whatnot. Uh, the idea is that this entire experience uh, uh, of, of, of trying to find uh, 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 the right candidate, the right applicant, uh, and the right hire is so painful that we want to make it uh, uh, very simple. So uh, from a talent acquisition standpoint, uh, it could be and should be as simple as just go in and plug in how many hires you want to have, which location you want to have, what's your job description. And the system should automatically tell you, this is the time, this is the speed, this is the cost in which you're going to get it. And the system will automatically continuously update your campaigns and, and manage the campaigns. And the mission of Jovio is to help uh, both job seekers uh, and uh, and uh, uh, talent acquisition professionals at the same time. I would even say that, right? You know, one thing you need to realize, and we all need to realize that the world of job seeker is over. Now, I know I'm saying something very strange. Uh, job seeker means someone who seeks a job, job seeker. I think it has not turned on its head. It's jobs are seeking people. People are not seeking jobs anymore. So now how do you adapt to that change? And, and, and that's what Jovi's vision has always been. Our mission has always been that we put an ad in front of the right person so that the person doesn't have to go out looking for a job. And uh, uh, in the post-pandemic world uh, where uh, there is going to be a reshuffle happening constantly, right? We're going to live in the world of constant flux and, and people have had this introspection. Everybody's uh, trying to, pursue their happiness, right? Our job is to make sure that we are able to find the right candidate. And, and frankly speaking, if we deliver hires at the end of the day and people get the job that they deserve to get and they're happy in it, as, as a company, we talk about the global happiness index, right? Have we improved, uh, you know, when a person who gets a job where the person is happy, the entire family gets happy, right? There is a lot of goodness that comes as a result of it. So we constantly talk about how do we make sure that we deliver more hires from whatever we do. Otherwise, what's the point, right? You can spend hundreds of millions of dollars, a billion dollars through your platform. It's tantamount to zero in my mind if you're not actually delivering hires and showing companies that they're being successful as a result of that. KJ, I am sorry to say that we are already coming towards the end of this particular interview. I, I know what you're thinking. How is that possible? We're, we're getting on so well. It only feels like it's been a couple of minutes, but that's the case. Anyway, um, before we do wrap up, to, to kind of summarize our conversation today, so maybe you want to pull upon some of the points that you've made so far as part of this uh, this answer. 
what must talent acquisition teams do to win the war for talent today? And as part of that as well, maybe you can share how how can they work more like consumer marketers? Talent acquisition professionals, they could be more functionally driven, right? But more professionally in that sense, uh, like a consumer marketer, not like a talent uh, professional and more data-driven, metric-driven, performance-driven, you know, like uh, all of those kind of things, right? Uh, you know, uh, getting a little bit more into the data side of the house and, and that would help. And that's from what they can do in a day-to-day life as a, as a talent acquisition professional or a recruitment marketer for that matter, become more like consumer marketer. And that's a good answer. But I think it goes beyond that answer. So consumer marketer always focuses on reducing the cost. And uh, humans are not cost or relevant to a cost, right? Uh, humans are where you want to get the best candidate, right? I don't see a single hiring manager in the world who would say that all I want to do is minimize cost. No, I would say I want to get the best candidate. So, so invest in understanding your job descriptions, invest in understanding uh, where are jobs are being shown, invest in understanding how your jobs are being shown, how you're perceived, how you're presented, how you engage with the candidates. Uh, is the application process right? Like make an investment there and at the same time make an investment where you're reaching out to candidates, right? You're not just praying and praying it. So, so that human angle to our industry is always a unique one versus uh, the consumer side of the house. So I would say bring the consumer side of mind and human side of heart. The consumer side of mind and the human side of heart. I like that. And just finally for today, KJ, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe that's through LinkedIn. Uh, maybe you want to share your email address. Maybe you're really cool and you're all over um, pro, uh, social platforms such as Instagram and TikTok and whatnot. Um, and also, how can they learn more about the cool things happening over at Jovio? Well, we are very active on social media, right? Uh, you can go to a website, uh, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter handles, Facebook. Uh, one of the things I would say is uh, just get in touch with us. We would love to tell you a lot about what we're doing to listen to this podcast. Awesome. Well, KJ, that just leaves me to say for today, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you, Bill. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette. 